Welcome to Literary Porno. I'm your host, Mike. Uh, I'm sorry about the huge gap there's been here lately. Um, Yeah, we just had a lot going on. Had a baby and uh, been out there keeping the wolves at bay, doing my construction thing. Amber's been at home with the baby. And it's, uh, it's been a rough couple of months, really. Um, but it could be worse. Uh, I don't really watch the news on TV because it's all bullshit. Pretty much get my news off TikTok. Um, and I uh, just want to say, I hope everybody's doing okay. Uh, anybody down there in Ohio, man, hope you guys are all right. Get out of that shit government is garbage sending 30 billion to Ukraine you guys are out there suffering giving you a thousand bucks a piece garbage but anyway um I don't know if uh, Amber's gonna join back up with me on this stuff or not she's kinda got her hands full with the baby but um I figure I'd pop a couple more off here see what you guys think so uh this one is called Dr. Discomfort and the Sinister Sex. It says, oh, it's by Anonymous Perv. Written over the span of two days, this is heavy on political satire and was somewhat amusing to write. Hope you enjoy it. Please take this all with a grain of salt. No matter what side of the aisle you're on, it's all lighthearted in nature. As for categories, exhibitionism, fetish, humor, science fiction, incest, I'll flip coins. Cheers. I got this new set of uh, earbuds, so Tom recording this. Hopefully it sounds okay. I haven't checked checked yet to see what they sound like recording, so we're going to find out, I guess. So, here we go. Dr. Discomfort's lair was on a small island in the South Seas, remote, hard to reach, and well defended. A direct attack was considered impossible due to the threats the doctor posed. My partner, Alicia Sampson, helped pull our small stealth watercraft onto the shore where we hid it in some brush. How in the fuck did they fund this place, Matt? She whispered, looking to the sprawling fortress built into the mouth of the inactive volcano. They've never extorted nations for money, only policy changes. So where do they get their money? Maybe from them policy changes, I said. Maybe when they succeed at their extortion, it benefits investments Dr. Discomfort has or something. Who knows? Doesn't matter. We just have to end it. I hope we can. We'll be heroes. That's not going to be a fun climb, I said, pointing at the rock face. Wish we could take the road going around and up the volcano. Headquarters says it's too risky. We are to avoid engaging at all costs until we get to the man himself. We have no idea how difficult that will be. Don't I know it, said Alicia, nervously. No matter how professional and trained she was, Alicia felt unprepared. I could tell. Come blame her. With some mystical cloud over the island, spy satellites were ineffective at getting pictures in any light spectrum. We had no idea how many guards were on the grounds or what defensive systems they had in place. 
It was through sheer luck when authorities in Italy arrested a man and discovered he was a high-ranking lackey of the doctors. He died revealing the location of Discomfort's lair before giving up any other information. Don't ask how he died. I'm sure it got ugly. For over a year, Dr. Discomfort has reigned terror in every country, making demands from leaders and politicians, forcing laws to change to suit whatever sinister plans he has coming further down the line. We are sure of that. His first attack was in America. When Congress came back into session after the summer break, during the first day of procedural hearings, 60 congressmen and women instantly had their clothes zapped off of them, all while streaming live and televised, of course. His demands came later that day, promising if the first bill they passed wasn't a change in our gun control laws, then he would ensure no politician in D.C. would be safe. He'd strip everyone completely and often, no matter what business they were attending, whether on the floor of the house, in their offices, or meeting with the media or lobbyists. Dr. Discomfort was making good on that promise by the next morning when Cinda Rhonda McGlass was on television, insisting America would never be held hostage by terrorists. And though she supported new gun laws, this wasn't the right way to get it. The interviewer didn't even finish his first question when McGlass's blouse and brawl disappeared in the blink of an eye. Her titty drop became an internet meme. Rhonda hasn't had an interview since. Not only did Discomfort's actions lead to new strict gun control laws, he even made us abandon the death penalty. Worse, he made the president sign a bill capping corporate profits, ensuring more money flowed into the system. With such regulations, it required companies spend that money on improvements, research and development, increased number of hires and higher wages. Let me tell you, there were a lot fewer yachts sold last year and years before. This motherfucking terrorist was utterly killing jobs. Discomfort repeated these kinds of heinous actions in other countries with just as much success. Though he picked on some countries less than others, but then the motherfucker made us pass universal health care. That was the final straw. The DOD went into overdrive to find this heinous villain, partnering with other nations, intelligence communities, and after discovering the location of the lair. We tried everything to learn more about it, but with no success. Two scouting missions never came back. It seemed now we were just throwing dice. After a lengthy interview process, Alicia Sampson and I were selected for this latest mission. Another scouting attempt? I asked, and they began explaining the details. I thought we were going to try something new. We are, said General Zachary Tyson, shoving some papers at me. No scouting at all. This is a find and execute mission, nothing less. Sneak in and go for the gold, as it were. Our previous scouts obviously weren't prepared for engagement and never came back. That's why we selected you. I've been on two kill missions in the past, something our government would never admit to. I wasn't sure about Alicia. We also have other reasons for picking you, he said. What's that? asked Alicia. The general chuckled, yet somehow was able to still appear completely professional. Alicia, your parents were gypsies. Yes, she said, and that past is behind me. But your upbringing probably makes you immune to the embarrassment of being stripped. I wouldn't distract you or upset you if that happened. You mean if Dr. Discomfort strips me? I'd kick his ass naked, no problem. And you, Matt, pointed General Tyson to me. Your parents were nudists, correct? Naturists, I corrected. 
what we preferred to be called in our family. I don't think much of it unless I visit home. Of course, I participate when I am there only because it's family custom. But I don't go naked at my own home so much. My mother would throw a fucking fit if I didn't show up for Thanksgiving. I'm not sure I've ever eaten turkey with clothes on. So neither of you are really going to be embarrassed or distracted if somehow discomfort strips you of your clothes, right? Both Alicia and I laughed out loud. Looking at her, she was fit as fuck with an hourglass figure that blended with surprisingly firm muscles. I work out and train two hours a day and rock climb as a hobby. I'm also pretty well hung. Like my dad, being naked never bothered me a bit. In fact, I might say I'm proud of my new body. You're a perfect spit, said the general. Leave Sunday. We were now halfway up the mountain when we came to a clearing. The road circling around and up the volcano passed through this way and we needed to cross it and keep climbing. The plan was to find any way into the facility and either by stealth or brute force if we had to make our way to the finish line. In so many words, we were winging it, but I had improvised on missions plenty of times before. Still, this was the first time I was going into a situation with no firm plan whatsoever. Just before Alicia made a dash for the road, I grabbed her shoulder. Wait, I whispered, nodding down the path. In the dim light, we saw two figures in the distance wearing silver bodysuits with a red belt. They wore uniforms. We risked being seen without our, our covers blown for sure. Uniforms are good, said Alicia. We get some, and we can pass for the natives, at least for a time. You might be right. What do you think? These two? Alicia nodded. In a prone position, we made our way to them, staying on our side of the road. They were approaching us, too making our meeting all the more faster. I signaled Alicia when I felt we could safely jump them. I trusted Alicia was as capable of incapacitating a victim as me. Two guards passed just before Alicia rushed in first, leaping through the air, allowing her momentum and weight to drop her man. Astonishingly, with lightning-quick reflexes, the guard's partner unholstered his weapon and fired at Alicia just as I was upon him. Flying knee dropped him unconscious, but I was too late. He likely hit Alicia. I turned fast and half of her clothes were literally zapped off her body. Vertically, from shoes to pants to the top. The rest of her outfit was falling and twisting around her flesh and limbs. While she tried to finish off the guard, I jumped in to help before the man took advantage of Alicia's misfortune. An upward kick to his jaw sent him swiftly to dreamland. What the shit, scrambled Alicia. She was tugging off the rest of her useless gear. Not only had the pants and top been zapped off on the right side of her body, her bra and panties too, everything was halfway missing. Was that from the weapon he pointed at you, I asked? Must have been. It's like I felt a beam of force hit me on the right half of my body and pass right through. I swear, like he almost missed me. So weird. And next thing you know, I'm half naked. Thanks for helping me there. No problem, I said. Let's get these guys, these two tied up. You take the smaller guy's uniform, but it still might be a bit big on you. I'll make do. Naked, Alicia helped me drag the men off the street. We stripped them fast and tied them down. I enjoyed watching my partner's tits bounce and swing with all the physical effort. A bit disappointed when they got covered up again as we donned the uniforms we stripped of the men. Think we should keep marching up the road like we were doing? 
I guess. Play by ear, I said. We walked fast, intent on keeping our eyes open and senses sharp. How long is this road, you think? Asked Alicia. Probably a two or three mile stretch, I estimated. Hey, wait. You see that, Matt? She pointed far down the road, and I could see... I could barely make out what looked like a solid gate. Maybe we should get off the road. We have no idea what those two guards' patrol duties were. Right, I said. We scrambled forward, hopping off the road. It was rough, steeply angled terrain, slowing us down. Just as we were closing in on the gate, a bright light flashed on us, so bright I could instantly feel its heat. Seeing it now, spotlights had been mounted off the rock face from the gate, likely all the way around the imposing fortress, no doubt. This was motion detected, and I desperately hoped there were no cameras on us. Quick, I said, climb back up to the road before someone spots us. Alicia and I sprinted up, hoping to appear casual and blending in, should anyone be around, but by the time we put our boots back on the narrow road, the gate burst open and a jeep with three guards screeched out, shining more lights upon us. A man stood in the cab, holding another strange gun. You there, hands up. I looked to Alicia. Follow along, can't fight them here, I whispered. We did as instructed, while the man in the passenger seat hopped out, approaching slowly. Well, well, another pair of scouts, it seems. Ever since you assholes discovered our location, you really won't give up, will you? The man looked back to his partners, chuckling. We said nothing, waiting on whatever they had in store. Don't try anything stupid, said the man. He waved for us to walk toward him. And you need to tell me now, did you kill those two guards? He motioned at her uniforms. No, I said. They're handcuffed to a tree about ten yards off the road a couple miles back. We'll check the roots. Thanks for not killing anyone. For a moment, I was baffled by the man's demeanor. But just as we were at the van, Lich surprised me, screaming at Now, and sprinted to the man in the cab. Of course, I reacted swiftly and immediately tackled the one who had come out to get us. I am a trained professional after all, but Alicia's actions still felt premature to me. My victim hit the ground so hard, he almost got knocked unconscious. He was dazed enough, though, incapacitated. I jumped in front of the jeep, swinging around the other side, just as the driver was getting out, weapon in hand. I heard a commotion above me, where Alicia was tackling her problem, but I was unable to see as I was laser-focused on the driver. Before my guy got a chance to fire, I pushed his weapon aside grabbed his wrist, twisting them. Jiu-Jitsu served me well as I pulled him down. A quick and awkward motion forced his weapon out of his hand, dropping to the ground just before I wrapped him up in a rear naked choke. I was on his back, putting him to sleep in no time. Above me, I suddenly heard Alicia screaming. Well, it wasn't so much scream as an awkward-sounding squawk. I pushed my now-unconscious victim off me and swung around close to the other side of the jeep, peeking up. Just in case the other guy had won the scuffle against my partner, I was elated to see Alicia standing. Not dead, but the guard had his weapon firmly pointed at her, and the slightest move could make him fire it. I had no idea what harm might befall Alicia should he do that, and I was hesitant to do anything. Alicia, to my great surprise, was once again stark naked. But in the bright lights, I could see she was completely soaked from the waist down. It looked like someone took a water hose to her. Her knees were trembling and she was looking away, perhaps even crying. I know you're there, shouted the man with the gun, his back turned to me. Step away from the vehicle and put your hands up. I swear no harm will come to you. 
All right, I responded. Is my partner okay? She will be. Just a bit embarrassed right now, I think. The man spoke softly, and I could hear Alicia whimpering near him. I'm coming out, I said, don't fire. I slowly and carefully walked around in his line of vision, making my presence fully known. The passenger seat guard, groggy, was beginning to pick himself up. The other guy was still asleep. Don't mind, sir. I need to be positive you have no weapons. I did have weapons, and was about to say so when he zapped me with his strange gun. Force hit me, and in a flash of light, a feeling can be expressed as light, all my clothes and possessions seemed to dematerialize, just vanished. That's better, said the guard. Retrieve your partner and sit down in the back of the cab, 41. You okay? Go check up on 64. Won't even use names, will you? I scoffed while I pulled Alicia to me, noticing I could smell her orgasmic juices, saying nothing of it. We sat down in the rear of the jeep's cab, with the man and his gun aimed at us. We used numbers for security purposes, nothing more. You two sure did make a hassle of this, you know. Didn't have to go like this, he sighed. No, weren't a big enough hassle in my opinion, I said back to him. He chuckled, looking over to his partners. Two gonna make it? 64 was up now, clearly upset he had been so easily bested by me. Shaking his head, he got onto the driver's seat and paused to recover a bit more. We'll introduce you to the doctor right away. You two might be the most troublesome problem we've ever had. How'd you make it this far? We'll tell you everything in front of the doctor, I said. Right now, I need a breath, please. Truthfully, I wanted an excuse to extend conversations with our target. The guard seemed fine with my answer, hollering back to his friends. Take it slow, guys. Everything's under control now. Jeep pulled away, and I directed my attention to Alicia. You alright, I asked. What the fuck did you do to me, shouted Alicia, rather suddenly, to the man holding us hostage. I incapacitated you. That thing made me come. It worked, right? Incapacitated you. Meaning naked alone didn't seem to distract you enough to neuter your threat. I'm sorry, but you forced me to fire. What the fuck is that gun? The doctor's tech. A beam of nanoparticles that can eat and disperse any atoms into a cloudless vapor. In a fraction of a second. And completely safe to organic material, even hair and nails. Man seemed proud of his gun. That doesn't explain, started Alicia. They can do more. The second time I shot you, the nanoparticles targeted your clitoris, sending millions of microvolts to every nerve in your G-spot. It's like a forced orgasm of sorts. I wanted to chuckle, but I knew Alicia felt very uncomfortable right now. So your guns don't kill, I asked. Be a last resort. The nanos can be programmed in any variety of ways. My god, a weapon that can practically do anything, I asked. Hence, why it is so important to never give this tech to any nation, said the guard. No nation has ever shown restraint when given a military advantage. We're not fucking savages, said Alicia. Yes, you are, said the man. For instance, do you realize there is more human trafficking today than in the entire history of mankind? The ride was smooth for a jeep, and I noticed we were closing in on the facility. Alicia spoke again. So only the doctor gets to wield this weapon, then you're doing the very thing you claim other nations shouldn't. Guard scoffed. Hardly. You'll understand soon enough. Alicia tapped me, mouthing softly. I came so hard it hurt. I came so hard it hurt. Why couldn't they just use regular guns? I would have thought Alicia would be grateful to still have her life after being shot by any weapon, but now I wasn't so sure. She was obviously deeply ashamed for coming so hard in front of her foe. I could see it all over her face and her pussy 
and now feeling so debased she seemed willing to debase herself more i'm not sure i'm explaining this well but alicia was looking at me with puppy dog eyes and tugging hard on her nipples i felt like such a slut she whispered tear rolling down her cheek this is so fucking humiliating why am i doing this the guard must have heard her The effects of the nanoparticles might linger for a while, ma'am. You'll be okay once it passes. Alicia started trembling again, pushing off a small orgasm as I saw more juices dripping off her thigh. I'm so fucking horny, she cried again, meekly. I, I, you made me so fucking horny. Why? Why? I wasn't sure why that was such a terrible thing, but then I didn't understand just how intensely horny she was. Or the implications of getting that way, when it is the last thing one would want to feel. I would, however, understand these feelings and emotions later. It might be better if you masturbate, ma'am, or get them to speed up the recovery process. But it, it's so humiliating, we know. And yet, you need to do it. Go ahead. Lisa's fingers were deep inside as she watched me watch her. Please look away, she said, but I couldn't. And she was already moaning into orgasm. Apparently, being embarrassed seemed to make her incredibly horny. The jeep stopped about 20 yards from a wide door just as Alicia got her third finger in. You can keep doing that while we go inside, the man said to Alicia, then looked to me while waving his weapon. Don't give us any trouble or the same happens to you. I wanted the doctor. I could wait it out. I nodded to the man. Alicia was pumping herself. Even while we walked toward the building, about every 12 steps she had to stop as she was coming so frequently. She ran to me after the fifth one or so dropping to her knees her face inches from my semi-hard chub just just let me look at it she pleaded just before squealing into yet another orgasm then she looked at my face in horror i'm so sorry that was so unprofessional and i'm so she squealed again because she kept furiously fucking herself while apologizing to me with my dick waving in her face i was going to get stone hard if she didn't quit after her third orgasm near my cock she pushed off turning away sobbing Ma'am, said the nice guard. It will be over soon, I promise. Just hang in there. Why? My partner cried. Why? Why am I so fucking horny? She spread her legs wide to us while laying on the ground. I looked to the guards. Should we turn away and let her finish? No, screamed Alicia. I am such a slut. You've already seen so much. Just fucking look at me. I deserve it. Alicia, no. I stepped forward just as she shot a stream of juices across my shin. Oh, sorry. 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 She managed to say while coming again. I never seen someone so embarrassed and yet so horny at the same time. Guards and I watched Alicia fuck herself into a sweat for almost ten minutes, coming multiple times in every one of them. Suddenly she stopped pausing. She shook her head, slowly retracting her hand. Oh, uh, well, okay, I think I think I've had enough. Of course you have, dear, said the one who has been driving. His cock was fully erect under that silver uniform. Everyone was hard except me, in fact. Alicia picked herself up, dusting off. Ugh, I need to clean up. We'll help you with that, said another. Move on, we've kept them waiting long enough. Them, I thought, noticing the guard slip. This might be a more difficult task than anticipated. Ten minutes later, Alicia was in a shower and found myself in a sprawling conference room. Large monitors were on the wall, and I was sure there were recording devices galore. I was still naked, I should mention, but for some reason, I suspected Alicia would be dressed once she was finished her freshening up she was not female guard brought her back naked as me 
I nodded as she came in. Her eyes were darting to the floor and ceiling, and she was barely scuffling along. It's Kay, Alicia. Come on, it'll be fine, I assured her. She made her way over, sitting next to me. There was some awkward silence when Alicia finally said something. Matt, I didn't mean to sexualize you like that. It was gross and weird. I just want... Alicia, it's okay. These assholes have some high-tech guns that make people do crazy shit. It isn't your fault. If the roles were reversed, would you hold it against me? Well, no, but the roles aren't reversed. I just feel so weird is all. So this gun makes you incredibly horny. Only way I can explain it? Yes. And that felt awkward and weird to you in front of me and the bad guys. Very. What if it wasn't? Excuse me? Hear me out. If either of us get hit with those guns, just let it get you horny. Don't be embarrassed about it and don't try to fight it. Instead, just do your job. If I end up jerking off while kicking the shit out of Dr. Discomfort, then so be it. I'll do just that. Alicia snickered. I looked directly at her. Frankly, you're hot as fuck. Try not being embarrassed, and I'll bet you won't be helpless. Change your attitude to being an exhibitionist, for instance. This your experience as a nat- naturist? asked Alicia. Yeah, I suppose it is. Door opened and two people entered. A man and a woman. I could hear heels clicking on the floor. They both wore long robes with hoods that completely covered their faces. They stopped about ten feet from us, pausing. I tried my confident, tough guy routine. And who might you be? The male stepped forward. I believe you know me as Dr. Discomfort. I could tell his voice was altered through some digital speech device. Or rather, us. The woman then stepped one foot forward to stand next to him. We work as a team. I see. So instead of one crazy cult leader, there's two of you. The woman started laughing. Her voice was obviously being pitch shifted. Hardly a cut, dear. Anyone can come and go as they please. That's what they all say. I spread my legs a bit, an inaudible challenge of sorts, I suppose. It was then I noticed two guards behind us. One was the woman who had brought Alicia in, and the other was a big guy I hadn't seen before. I turned back to the cult leaders. Yet you all wear freaky hippie clothes, even those guard uniforms have a had it have a hierarchy of cult leadership. Strange how you think you know so much about us, said the woman. I know enough, you're a terrorist. She stepped forward closer to me again. Oh, child, is that what you really think? My mission was clear, to end the tyranny of Dr. Discomfort. Even if it cost me my life, I knew my with my skill set, I could jump the woman from this distance and snap her neck before the guards could fire off the first shot. The ensured chaos and confusion, I was confident I could get to the males before the guards got to me as well. And with Alicia here to cover my back, I had to take that chance now. This Cole was far more trained and ready than I comprehended, or perhaps it was just sheer overconfidence that got the best of me. Instead of leaping out of my chair and attacking the woman in the robe, I leapt out of my chair and was instantly hit with a forceful jolt that cramped me in the abdomen immediately, sending me curling to the floor. That's when I felt the incredible rush of blood to my cock. I looked to see what was happening, shocked by my boner so stiff and fat it looked like it might pop. Whatever hit me, hit Alicia too, because she was thrashing in her chair, juices pouring. Oh my god, Matt, she whimpered, your cock, your fucking cock, it's so big. And all writhing, Alicia managed to push herself off the chair, coming with every inch of her movements, and desperately crawling her way toward me. Female Dr. Discomfort stepped away, turning to her partner. We should leave until this passes. Never have I been so fucking raging horny and raging mad at the same time. 
Flipping off my back and pushing up, I spun around, grabbing the woman in the robe just as I shot my first load. It sent me to my knees again, but I held on, trying to drag the woman down with me. Instead, I only managed to tear the strange fabric, ripping it off of her from the neck down. Of course, seeing the woman's fine ass didn't help my situation, as I instantly was struck with impure thoughts, making me come even more so forcefully that it hit both the woman and me in all its wild spring while I got back up on my feet. The woman yanked around, her tits swinging and recoiling in the action. That's when I saw it, the birthmark across her left breast, the one I'd grown up seeing all my life. Mom? I managed to squeak out as I orgasmed the third time. That's your mom? shouted Alicia behind me before she moaned hard, coming again herself. While Alicia and I convulsed in orgasm, the two robed individuals stood side by side again. In front of me, pulling off their hoods, my mother was now completely naked. Dad was still in the strange fabric. He spoke first, while I felt incredibly embarrassed and helpless coming in front of them. Matt, I'm sorry you had to find out this way. We were going to tell you once our plans was finished. Your plan? I screamed, coming hard again. I didn't understand where all the sperm was coming from, yet I seemed to produce it as fast as I released it. It's the last thing I wanted to do in front of my folks, so I spun around my back to them. That gave Alicia a first-hand look at me, my spewing cock, and I could see the image made her climax hard and fast. Yet again, then she rushed it like a man who was stranded in the desert for weeks by Russian oasis. Hot juices were soon splashing all over her as she fucked herself on the floor beneath me, soaking it with her own juices as well. Father spoke softly to me. While I continued to cover my partner's face and torso and cum. Son, once you recover, we'll talk soon. I'm sorry you had to find out this way. I hear my folks walking away behind me, but I didn't bother turning to them or yelling at them for answers. I was too angry and upset right now. I was also too horny. I started aiming my cum at Alicia's tits because one, her face was soaked, and two, I think she liked it as much as I did. The kinky image made coming much more enjoyable for me, so I was fighting this sensation less and less succumbing to it. You're going to drown me, said Alicia, practically gargling with all the semen in her mouth. Please put it in me, I want to feel it in me. I can't describe the encounter as erotic in the classical sense. It's hard to have a build-up of romance when one is already coming before they even put it in. But once I was firmly inside feeling the hot walls of Alicia's pussy, getting filled by my never-ending orgasmic load. We shared a moment that I have never experienced with other partners, male or female. Not that I'm gay or anything, I mean gross, but you know, life happens and sometimes you get in those situations, right? Alicia and I splashed around in our own juices until finally, about 20 minutes later, feelings abruptly subsided. She managed to slide off my soaking and sweaty body, rolling over, breathing hard. The female guard approached, and all this time, I hadn't realized they'd never left the room. I suggest you both stick to the rules and stop trying to play super spy. She said, Each zap of those nanoparticles becomes more intense than before. I could tell, whispered Alicia, staring at my limp shaft. Please don't shoot me with that again. Life earlier, Alicia looked utterly defeated. I wanted to hold her and tell her everything would be okay. The guard stopped me. Another shower? See, she's just you remember where it is she asked looking at my partner wait i said you want us to go alone not your babysitters the guard huffed it seemed odd to me just because the evildoers were my parents did they feel like they were safe it was a matter of national security parents or no parents they would be held accountable for what they've done matt your name is matt right 
What's you? 69? Smirked. Matt, if you try anything stupid, you're going to get zapped again. We have security measures in place everywhere. Can't escape it. We didn't zap you just now. It's that above you. She pointed to the ceiling where I now noticed hundreds of panels. Apparently, they could open and fire nanoparticles at anyone, anytime. I see. I said, sounding almost as defeated as my partner. I didn't want to go through that experience again, at least not anytime soon. Go get showered. We'll come fetch you when you're we're ready. What if we leave? Then you leave. But I know who's behind this now, I yelled. So what? said the guard, turning, exiting with her large silent partner in tow. I turned to Alicia, soaked in my drying cum. She still looked amazing, not exhausted. What do we do? I whispered. Those were really your folks? Yeah, I suppose family get-togethers will never be the same. They'll be hailed in San Quentin, said Alicia. Look, let's clean ourselves up. I'm fucking covered in your DNA. I helped Alicia to her feet, and she led the way to the showers. Suppose we may as well shower together. Not like you haven't seen everything. I didn't know whether to laugh or not, but I did agree. And then I thanked her for letting me come on you, Alicia. I was in so much pain until I finally just gave into it. Oh my god, you too. Once you put the fat cock in me, I finally started feeling better. I had been fighting it for so long. We were almost at the showers when we passed two other men about our age. I recognized one of them immediately. Peter? Peter folks? Holy shit, Matt, you're here? Peter and I went through the same CIA training. I thought you had been killed, I said. Well, I know your folks didn't tell you about this, so I'm guessing you're here on a mission. You can see my state of distress, covered in my own cum and sweat. I nodded. What are the chances the DOD would send you? So you know my parents. We met them when we were captured. They told me all about your family history. I wanted to deck Peter for not stopping this himself, but then I hadn't been successful at it. Are you a hostage too? I asked. Peter laughed out loud, shaking his head. No, no, I just, well, I just had a change of attitude. We both did. He looked to his friend standing next to him, and they briefly brought their hands together. They got to you, I see. Just who are my parents? I was horrified. I mean, I knew they were nudist hippies and all, but making my colleagues gay was uncalled for, no matter how handsome they are. I mean, I understand the attraction and all. I, myself, am a handsome man, too. This is just going too far. Alicia pulled me past him, realizing I was getting emotional. Come on, Matt, let's get showered. We'll be talking to you two later, she warned Pete and his friend. I think she, too, was angry like me. Soon we both were under the same hot shower, beating forcefully down on us. Could have taken another stall, but I needed to talk to my partner. Hope this room isn't bugged, I whispered immediately, soaping my groin area. Get the rest of your body clean first. I'll clean up your cock. It's going to need some work. She wasn't lying. I could feel hard gloves of sperm all around my cock and balls. But by work, I was a bit surprised when after Alicia scrubbed, tugged, twisted, and soaked my cock clean, she tested it with her mouth. I think you're good now, she said, coming off of it. Just as she had made it hard as stone. Uh, okay. I knew I sounded disappointed. Can you help me with my back, please? And my tits are cemented in your cum. Helping Alicia get clean only got me stiffer, and I realized I hadn't even begun talking about the mission. We needed a plan. Alicia, what are we going to do? Suggest we discover what your parents' incentives are, Matt. 
And look, I'm really sorry you're going through this. To discover your closest loved ones are evil terrorists, I have no idea how you must feel. I almost wanted to cry, but it held strong. I love my mom and dad, and we haven't always agreed on stuff in the past, but this is crazy. I can't allow this to continue. I know how to end this. How? I will tell mom I'm disowning her. I'll shun every Thanksgiving from now on. Seriously, Matt? Your folks are evil, sinister evildoers. You think that will... Trust me, Alicia. I know mom. She gets super lenient. She gets... She's super lenient with me. I always get my way. Well, that was a pretty good story. Up in, I thought the ending sucked, but oh no, not bad. Not one of my favorite ones. Kind of, kind of lengthy, but oh no, not too bad. But all right, I guess that wraps up this episode and. To all my listeners, I hope you're all safe. I know this fucking world these days is really, really uh, unpredictable. And, um, hopefully God's with you. Um, if not, whoever your God is, you might want to pray to him. Just be grateful for what you got while you got it. And, um, you know we all come together we're more powerful than these bastards that are doing this shit there's a lot more of us than there are of them all we need to do is come together and we'll take care of this shit I'll be first in line alright later on